Bidzy Small Business Society number 99. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Welcome to this episode of Bidzy's Small Business Society. Joining me today is Marina Darlow. Marina is the founder of Vision Framework, which is a company that builds small, purpose-driven businesses from the inside. She is a systems pro and a productivity expert, helping entrepreneurs gain 10 or 20 or more productive hours per week, stop leaking money, and prevent stress-fuel breakdowns by putting effective, easy-to-use, and fun systems in place. Welcome, Marina. So glad we could connect for a chat on the show today. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, It's kind of an awesome podcast. I'm really honored to be a guest. Well, what do you want to know? Um, The projects that I'm currently working on? Well, first, I'm writing a lot. So my blog is probably going to have a lot of new entries uh, very soon. Recent post just aired yesterday. Um, I'm creating my first ever group program, and I just hit the minimum requirement of how many people actually want in the, in the program to open it uh, yesterday, and I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm really nervous about that. Um, Oh, by the way, this is an awesome place to mention my daughter. She sees me like completely a nervous wreck. (laughs) And she goes, why are you nervous? You should be excited. And of course, she's right. (laughs) So, yeah, so there's a big first group program, Bruin. Keep your fingers crossed. It goes well. Um, And in general, just, you know, getting my name out there to see how I can serve more people that I care about. So what do you hope to accomplish with the group program, Marina? So group programs can be really great, obviously, for the reason that, you know, you can serve more people at once. uh, And that's better from the sustainability point of view. But the way 
I think the best group programs are structured on top of information and training and coaching that they provide. And in my case, it's also the tools because I actually implement the systems that I advise people use. Um, I put it in place for them and train them how to make them work. A good group group program um, provides connection between the group members, provides both support as in you're not alone, you struggle, but that's okay. You're not alone in your struggle. Here are people who are amazing, but they go through a very similar challenges. Um, and in my mind, you know, being in groups like that, that's a huge value, probably one of the key reasons people enroll in groups. And the second big thing that a group provides is accountability, because it's one thing to be accountable to the service provider you're working with. If you're working with your business coach, yes, accountability is absolutely there. But if you're working with an expert that leads a group, you're also accountable to the group, whether implicit or not. So I'm really hoping that the people who join my program end up creating connections that support them through their challenges um, by the way of friendship, basically, you know, this feeling of, hey, I'm there for you uh, and I'm in the same boat. And also by creating accountability that ultimately let people get much, much better results. Marina, that network, that community, that mentorship, that accountability, I think it's so important. And we're going to dive into the importance of having a mentor and having a coach a little bit later. But I want to get back to your journey and back to your start. How did you get your start? What was happening around you that you saw as an opportunity to start a business that helps others optimize the behaviors in their businesses? Oh, so like many people, um, I was kind of burnt out with the corporate world and I was at the crossroads and figuring out, okay, what the heck I want to do next with my life. Just to get you the extent to which I was burnt out, I'm an engineer and I ran large-scale projects. And then I said, okay, that's it. Seriously, that's it. I'm done with this chapter of my life. I went on and got a degree in interior design from RISD. It was that sharp of a change. Now, in the middle of my studies, um, I was still working with a career coach, and two things happened. One, my mentor asked, what do you want the world to be as a result of your work? And for me, at that point, it was a revelation. Nobody asked me this thing before. I was an employee. It's a great question. It's 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 a question with the potential to change lives, which is what it did for me. So my answer very quickly and very surprisingly for myself was, I want to make a world less violent. I see what violence does to families. I see the impacts of unexpected tragedies. Uh, And unfortunately, I know too many close people affected by this stuff. And I said, okay, I want the world to be less violent. Great. How do I do that? Now, I obviously lack the skills and the clearance to be a special agent and go and hunt down, you know, (laughs) people who trade in weapons in uh, problematic regions. Uh, I also 
don't have the stuff in me to be a field worker and go and uh, work for, you know, domestic abuse shelters. So I decided I have skills. I'm good at what I do. I'm going to offer myself to organizations that work for the cause I care about, um, namely, you know, um, domestic violence, child abuse, hunger, stuff like that. So for a year, I searched, uh, while still at RISD, um, I searched and talked to a huge amount of nonprofits dealing with these causes. And I heard at every single place, we would love to have you. We really need a project manager. We are really overwhelmed here. We need systems. We need process. We don't have money. And after a year of hearing this response, I said, okay, maybe it makes sense to create a service. People need systems, but they don't have a budget to hire a full-time or even a half-time person. What if I come in, do the assessments, build the custom systems for them, train them to use the systems, essentially make the people that are already there, that are already working for them, use better systems, create better patterns, and move on to the next project. So this is how the business was born. About the same time, a good friend was struggling with her therapy practice. Um, she's an amazing breakthrough therapist. And she created some treatments that were so innovative that insurance won't cover them. So she was going out to private practice and she was completely at loss. Like, how many people can I fit in my practice? How do I deal with my schedule? Wait, how much money am I going to make? How much money am I making these days? Like, what, what's going on? And she was completely, completely overwhelmed. And I saw her and I'm like, Emily, this is how you do it. This is the spreadsheet that you built. So for her and for me, it was a huge surprise for her because she learned that you can create a system that solves these issues for you essentially lets you examine alternatives, lets you see, okay, if I have 10 clients one-on-one, -on -one, this is what's going to happen. This is how many hours I'm going to work. This is how much money I'm going to make. If I create a group program and I do these many group hours versus these many one-on-one -on -one work, I'm going to be that busy and I'm going to be able to fit in this thing and this is how much money I'm going to make. So in we created the system to essentially, you know, um, examine different alternatives. And for me, the revelation was like, hey, this is actually something that people don't like doing themselves. There are some people out there in the world that would appreciate this kind of a service. And here I was thinking, you know, everybody who runs a business just knows how to do that. <laughs> Not always the case. Yeah, I was going to say, Marina, it gets pretty noisy inside of our heads if we decide that we're going to take on everything all at once. We need to have some sort of framework, some sort of system in place, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think one of my favorite um, sentences about that, when you mentioned this noise in your head, I read it in a post um, someone was talking about actually mental illness, but I think it applies here. It says something along the lines, when people tell me just meditate, just go into your mind, what makes you assume my mind is a friendly place right now? 
<laughs> it's true. When we're overwhelmed and we're bashing ourselves and we're lost, uh, our heads are not necessarily a very fun place to hang out at. Love it. Now, I just want to go back to that quote. What do you want the world to look like as a result of your work? Ask yourself that every time you wake up, every time you go to bed, every time you journal, every time you think about the purpose and the mission of your business. Now, let's talk more about your journey. Marina, tell us a story about the biggest challenge that you faced in business or otherwise, but what sticks out in your mind as the biggest challenge that you faced? And our listeners here are typically looking for some actionable steps that you took to embrace and overcome that challenge. Oh, wow. That's actually a really personal question. So hang out and hang in here with me when I'm trying to kind of determine how much I disclose. <laughs> so for me, the biggest challenge... There were two things that I want to talk about. One, especially in the beginning, was like, how the heck do I get clients? That was the big scary thing. That was probably, and I know that I'm very much not alone in this. How do I get clients? Who is going to want my work? Like, whoever is going to find it valuable? What I do is so obvious. Um, and notice how these this challenge has two components. One is very practical. How am I going to get clients? And that one actually got solved pretty fast. At that point, in the beginning of my business, I was living in a fairly small community. When you go to three networking events and you know 80% of the faces and the word of mouth just spread. So I got, in fact, you know, I got fully booked within, I think, five, maybe six months of opening my practice. But the bigger challenge, which is much more persistent is who the heck is going to want my work? Um, and that's the mindset change. The really um, personal side of this challenge is a question of self-worth, a question of do I really provide value? Is anybody really going to need what I have to offer? And, you know, by inference, am I really worth that much? Who am I to offer this stuff? And that's work that continues. That's something that, you know, you chip at every time you get up in the morning um, with every new client, with every new piece of evidence. So as far as actionable stuff, getting clients, frankly... It really depends on how you run your business. So I'm not going to give any advice out there because it's so different. The only thing that I think works on a generic plane, so to speak, just be active. Just don't sit there and ponder how bad your life is and how hard it is to get clients. Just do stuff. Make a plan. Be active. That's really the key. You will make mistakes. That's fine. Like you will probably hurt you will probably have a lot of disappointment but everything is better than just sitting there and doing nothing that's a pretty generic advice i like it it's great advice though and i think uh, what i'm taking away is the networking aspect just get out there and network and create your network your network is your net worth marina right oh, that's right that's a great question and and by the way building on what you just said rob get out there doesn't mean get out there necessarily in a physical sense, if you have, you know, a community that's around you geographically, wonderful, get out there. 
But if you live in a remote space, get out there online, go comment on blogs, go sign up for groups, or go do anything, create your own podcast, uh, <laughs> but do stuff, do stuff. Uh, and that's really what's going to make a difference. Every, any kind of activity is better than no activity at all. And it's never been easier. All the tools are there for us to exploit and really take advantage of, I think, as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, and you're going to get lost because there's so much choice. But the point is, like, be active. And the second piece, uh, the mindset piece, actually, um, a very smart woman gave me advice about my writing. But I think it's applicable to any kind of mindset challenge. So I'm going to tell the story because we connect with stories and then I'm going to try and kind of uh, apply it to a broader sense. So I struggled with writing for a very long time. Um, English is my third language, which is to say I speak three languages, but I don't feel like a, you know, big, eloquent speaker or writer in any of them. I was going to say you're very eloquent right now. So <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Time. That's actually the evidence of the, um, of the fact that this method that I'm going to talk about works. So I was really struggling with my writing because a, I'm exceptionally, exceptionally picky about what I read in any language. I have really high standard for the written word and B, <laughs> I don't think I can meet these standards. <laughs> so this is a recipe for just sitting there and being depressed and not active and not writing. So this woman when she understood that I really need to be writing, she said, you know what? We tell, we tell ourselves stories. And the good thing is that we can tell a different story to ourselves. You can tell whatever story you want. The key to believing in this story is very scientific. You collect evidence. She's a scientist, by the way. You collect evidence. And this is what strengthens your own narrative. So for the writing, she was like, well, start collecting evidence that you're good with words. I think you're good with words. Now, every time a fact comes to your attention, write it down or notify your, you know, yourself. Keep it. Remember it. And this is what I started doing. Um, we had a brainstorm and they chose my tagline for somebody else's business. That's a piece of evidence. I got a little response, response to somebody's post on Facebook and it got the most likes. This is the piece of evidence. Um, I got a blog post out there and it got comments. This is a piece of evidence. So you built your own narrative by collecting this evidence and step by step, really little by little, this small, tiny bricks, you build a foundation for the story you're telling yourself. Uh, it works not just with writing. It works with really everything. It works exceptionally well with assuring and reassuring yourself that what you have to offer is valuable. Um, there's this woman who is a computer science rock star. She is, I don't remember her name right now, but... Um, She's one of the very few, I think, women to chair a computer science department at a very good university. 
and I read her um, describing essentially her work. She said two things that really stayed with me. One, she has a good uh, feel-good folder. So every good um, testimonial, every email that tells her how great her work is, every time a student sends her you know, a letter of appreciation, she puts it in her feel-good folder. And then for the days that she locks herself in her office to cry her eyes out, because even a rock star like her has these days, this folder is a lifesaver. She looks there to find the strength to go on. So yeah, so the advice is um, gather evidence to your story. Of course, and I think we need to assure ourselves internally, but having that outside, that external recognition really reinforces what we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Now, let's talk more about the importance of a coach or a mentor or a consultant. Marina, why is that so important in business or in life? Well, first of all, as genius as you might be, you're not going to be good at everything that you need. And even if you are, in some cases, you don't like doing certain stuff. So you're better off focusing on your strengths and outsourcing stuff that you are not a big fan of. That's the basic why you would like to have a coach or a consultant or an expert. Now, the coaching relationship it's first and foremost about accountability. Some people would say it's guidance. Some people would say that a good coach is actually going to help you find the answers that within you. And I believe both school of thoughts have their place. So for me, um, coaching experience is very much about accountability, which is, by the way, different from the mentor experience because the mentor will actually show you the way. Um, so accountability, support through the rough times because they will inevitably happen. Um, and of course the information. But the information I think is the least critical because you can find information for free online in 99% of the cases. So yeah, support, accountability, and stuff to do that, outsourcing stuff that you don't like doing yourself. Absolutely. Love that stuff. Now, are there any particular influencers that you're following right now? Who's holding you accountable? <laughs> well, I have, I have my business and life coach who literally works with me as both business and life coach. Um, and I'm exceptionally fortunate because this person happens to be my father. Uh, we're very close. People who I follow online, there are few that I could name. Uh, I recently read an amazing book that's called Play DHD because I work a lot with the ADHD gifted population. They usually tend to be A, way more entrepreneurial than the rest of us mortals and B, struggle with systems much more than the average person. So I read this amazing book. It's called Play DHD by Kirsten Milliken. And she essentially advocates for play as a way to enhance your gifts and make the ADHD work for you. Um, so I follow her. I'm a huge, huge fan of the great and mighty Naomi Dunford of Itibiz. He's, by the way, your fellow Canadian. 
I think she is like she, she is this person that I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I don't remember if we were recording when I said that you can hear the same advice, exception, you know, the same facts, the same information from a number of voices, but there will only be a very small subset of voices that will make you internalize the information and actually start doing something about it. Right. Those voices that actually speak your language. Exactly. Exactly. So Naomi, for me, is a person that makes me do stuff. I'm a huge admirer of hers. Um, I have a whole host of people I really, really admire and follow. I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss, for example. Um, wow, I love his podcast so much. <laughs> you know, his book is in large part responsible for me actually considering entrepreneurship. Uh, and I think he is, he embodies so many qualities that I admire. Definitely, definitely a person that I follow and look up to. Now, Marina, let's switch gears a tiny bit. My apologies for jumping around, but do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Uh, <laughs> you know, I never thought about it as two different things. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love to win. I'm there for the win. I'm not there because I'm afraid to lose. Yes, I don't like losing, duh, but I'm learning gradually to accept failure and not just to accept failure, but to, I'm going to quote all kinds of online gurus here, but I'm, I'm learning to be comfortable with discomfort because discomfort is okay. It's a very natural and inevitable part of life. Never mind business. But, you know, I don't get up every morning and I say to myself, I hate to lose. I have to work because otherwise I lose and I hate it. I don't feel that this is a strong motivation. <laughs> I get up in the morning and I want to win. I love the thrill of it. I love the warm feeling of accomplishment. Yeah, just staying on the positive side of that spectrum, you know. Now, Marina, give us something actionable here. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? For me, the two go-to activities are reading. I'm a big, big reader. And recently, I took to rock climbing. And I find it just incredible. It's intensely, intensely fulfilling. It's a thrilling activity. It lets you see progress in such a tangible way. It has so many parallels to, I, I would say that it lets me experience life on a different level. Because when you climb, first thing, you know, if you fall, you're on a rope. So it teaches you that falling is not super scary. Secondly, you constantly better yourself. You constantly conquer something new and you work on stuff and you say you go, you go through a route and you don't do it on the first try usually. Um, and with every try, you go a little higher and sometimes you don't, sometimes you're too tired and you need to take a break and that's okay. But you can see that with effort comes progress and, and it's just, 
you know, other than these deep observations, it's just fun. <laughs> it's just so much fun. It's such a such a great physical activity. And I find myself at the end of the day, like, I want to go climbing. I wish I could go climbing today. Like on the days that I'm not climbing, I miss it. You know, I've never been rock climbing, but I can imagine that it helps you to identify and break through some mental, both mental and physical uh, limitations, right? Oh, God, so much. Like I should, I should someday gather my thoughts about it and just write a huge essay saying, here's how climbing translates to life and business decisions. (laughs) I think there will be a lot of parallels there and we'll be on the lookout for that, Marina. Now, let's boil this thing down, though. What is the one thing you want to share with our listeners about creating effective systems that will create more productivity in our businesses and in our lives? Well, if it's one thing that I have to choose... The key is that you need a system that works for you. You need something that doesn't create a level of resistance because there is no one size fit all system. We all process information differently. We all need systems. We really all do the same way we all need air, the same way we all need food. We all need structure and framework in our lives especially in our businesses. But because it's so inevitable on one hand and because on another hand, the, especially the visionary entrepreneurial types, they're like very often, I hate systems. I don't want restrictions. I started my business to not be bound by stupid rules. You need to make sure the system works for you so well, you actually use it. You don't just create it, design it, have fun with it, and then get annoyed by it and, you know, abandon it altogether, which happens all too often. So you want it almost running in the background, I guess. Is that right? Yeah. You need a system that works so well for you that you actually use it. And this could be done in two ways. It's either completely imperceptible or it's so much fun you actually enjoy and you kind of like get a kick out of using it. But nothing, you, you can't have it in between. You can't have it just like, ah, it's there. And it's kind of like, it's okay. No, it has to be either, it has to be excellent, either in a way that you don't even notice that it's there, but it works, or in a way that gives you pleasure. And then you'll use it. And then you'll get better results. Love it. Find that system that works for you and that speaks in your language. Marina, what does the future look like for you and your business? No clue. (laughs) You know what? Um, I just recently received an excerpt from Taylor Pearsons, who, by the way, is awesome. Another person I really follow. Um, And he has this kind of guiding blueprint about what your life would look like in 25 years. And I'm just about to delve into it and see what I'm going to come up with, because frankly, Right now, the future holds impact in a lot of people. Having, you know, classes that will teach the most gifted, the most visionary people among us figure out their systems so they can create their amazing work. But that's a very general saying. Um, I guess the future for me is really just impacting more people, bringing my work in a bigger way into the world. 
being more known and having people using the stuff that I create. Marina, we want to help you create that impact. I understand you have some tools and resources exclusive to our listeners. Can you talk about that quickly? Absolutely. So I created a guide that will help you define what are the qualities of a good system. Remember, we were just talking about what system needs to be in order for you to actually use it. So I have a guidebook that determines qualities of a good system. And you can find it at www.vision-framework.com slash bidsy. It's based on my research, working with you know clients over the last couple of years. And I made a little ebook. So essentially, it's something that should be fun to read. So go there www.vision-framework, the dash is important, it's vision-framework.com slash bitsy, and you'll find there the guidebook for designing a system so it can support you. What are the qualities of a good system? And there's more. There's another guidebook there. So a good system is working because it alters behavior, because it creates habits. And I have another guidebook that essentially a short PDF saying, what are the seven essential mindset tricks to ensure a habit sticks? So you have two. One guidebook to create systems that you'll actually use. And two, uh, a list of stuff that helps a habit become ingrained. So you can use new, shiny, good habits. Marina, great stuff. So generous. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, go there now to vision-framework.com forward slash Bidzy for resources and tools on how you can identify and create that framework, create that system for success in your business and in your life, however you might define that success. Now, Marina, last question is this. If people want to learn more about you and your business, besides at those links, how can they connect with you? Well, you can come to my website, which is www.vision-framework.com. Come to my blog. You can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Vision Framework. And you can come to my Facebook page. It's also Vision, like Facebook slash Vision Framework. One word. I'll be thrilled to connect with you. I think people who are listening to this podcast have something special in them. Absolutely, Marina. Our society of small business owners and entrepreneurs truly are special. We thank you for those resources, for those tools, and we thank you for being so generous with your time and joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. You too. Thanks for having me. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. 
Support Bids and Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.